so um, uh, in regards to Ramana, um, if it's not the person who's asking, and it's and it's and it's not what's being asked, uh, what is it exactly? Well, the whole thing is is what isn't it? That's the most important thing, because uh, you don't have to tell what you are what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, uh, I'll go ahead and mute all, okay, Paul? All right. Am I muted? Uh, uh, you, or, or, you will be in a second. You can unmute now. Yeah. Did you, did yeah. you hear that, uh, Jack? Yes. Oh, there you go. So basically, the negation of the subjective self and the objective self, you know, so the, the subjective self is asking who am I to the objective self. There's a negation of both and, uh, and it isn't that's what we are, but that when those two things seem to stop, the obviousness of what's always here strikes, yes? Yes. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, you know, if it was anyone, anything else, you could want to, you could ask what it is, what it is, but it's us. That's why there's no asking what it is, because the only thing that will ask what it is, is what you're not. Yes. Do you get it? See. Yeah. So you lose interest in what you're not. And then there's no questioning what you are. Everything gets questioned from what you are. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to be something else to know it. You understand that, yeah? Yes. Yeah. There, for there to be knowledge, there's something that's, there's knowledge of, and there's the one who has the knowledge, yes? In this case, uh, there is no one who has the knowledge, yeah, because we are that. So basically, the whole non-duality is negating the sense that there's the truth in us or the, you know, the everlasting everywhere, all there is, empty void and us. These are all dualistic uh, presentations, and the negation is those two get let's say disqualified and then there's a pause and there you are yeah and uh at that moment when the pause is all it pauses all that which wants to know and get and experience and have and when that gets paused there you are in all of your empty glory so to speak and sooner or later the pause it's sort of like the approach when you do when you get introduced to something called service, yeah? So let's say in recovery, service is very, very important. There's a, you know, if you've ever seen the AH triangle, it's it has three sides, one's recovery, one's unity, and one's service. Service is very, very important. We could go into it, but let's just say that. And so when you come in to recovery, most, no matter what your differences are, 
the condition is there's an extreme obsession with this idea of self, yes, on, on lots of levels, but an extreme version of it. And therefore, there's not much escape from that orbit of Paul or Steve or Jack. And it's sort of like getting wrapped with saran wrap. You can still say you can see, but you're really not seeing anything too clearly. And it's just a loop of self-importance. Your interest and attention just keeps, it's sort of like the ladle can just hit the side of the pot. Yeah, it's just going on and on and on and on. So in this case, service brings you out of that, can, that thing. It, does, it doesn't bring you, it brings the attention and interest out. And the attention and interest comes out. And most people have a sense of they're, they're big, they feel bigger, they feel available and stuff. And then while the next thing they say, and this is pretty much generally true, is that they feel a presence, yeah? Not their presence of Paul and Steve, because that is only available is if there's the sense of an absence of what our presence really is. So you get pulled out of this orbit or there's a pulling out of the attention and interest and then there's a, a, a response and it's translated into, I feel bigger, I feel available. And then I feel a presence, yeah? So you come out of the ask the self and it goes into the sense of presence. Okay, what usually happens is you believe you go back up the ask the self and then life goes on. And if you don't have a commitment, you'll probably seek out some service because you know it works and you'll go and help something, set up the chairs, do something. And then it will usually pull out the attention and interest off of you. Yeah, because let's say the flies are, roll, are circling the shit. If you say there's no shit and the flies don't move, it's bogus. Yes. <laughs> That's like an intellectual understanding. It doesn't work. The flies know better. They're not listening to your idea. And so they're hovering around the shit. So then service pulls you out. Yeah? And let's say this happens over and over again. And, and what it pulls you out are, are different, different depths of going up the ass of self. Sometimes you were pretty feeling all right, but sometimes you were really, really up there and it still pulled you out in like 10 minutes or so. Okay, what gets recognized after a while? Wait a minute. I'm approaching this sort of backwards. Maybe what gets revealed is I'm the presence, yeah, that's being sensed. And therefore, I'm always available. And if I'm present and always available, I'm of service, yeah? That's a pretty cool move, isn't it? So it's the same thing in a way, but see, the starting point is completely different, yeah? The starting point is from the true fact, which is presence or awakeness, which is inherently our condition. And then the nature of that awakeness is availability because it's not up the ass of self in what's not happening. It's actually available now. And then being available, you're open to be of service. And in recovery, we feel we have been taken over and are being used by a higher power and to be of to be of use. The base, the biggest agenda in AA isn't success and great life. It's to be of maximum use. Yeah. 
So this maximum of use is this idea of being available and present. Yeah. Now, from, from the head's point of view, you start up the asset self and you have maybe an experience of being available, but it's just that. It's not a condition. It's not a basis. It's not stable. Yes. Yet, yet if you look at it the other way, where you think you arrive at you, upon having never left is you're the presence or there's that's the presence. That's what you are. And then naturally you see you must be available because you're present and therefore you're of service. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing with this message. It goes to, so Jack was asking in the who am I self-inquiry, or actually it was from whence you come or from whence you came. There's many times in, the, in when people wrote the, the, the teachings of Ramana that they, they present this view of him saying that which is asking the who am I and that which is asked who am I, both are not us, yes? So then what's the point? The point is those two are seemingly us as us as a made up one, yeah? It's called the policeman, thief, whatever. And so by seemingly having one aspect of it, ask the other, there's a negation of them, yeah? So at, for a moment here in time, it, they don't seem to be there which they're never there to begin with, but they don't seem to be there. And then there's a free sample of what we are. There's a sense of it, yeah? Because when they stop, there's something that always continues. That's us. So this, in a weird way, this is another way. So if you look at, I'm up the ass of self as the seeming fact, I do something, it produces an effect which is makes me feel available, and then I sense some something I'm not sensing when I'm up the ass of self. Yeah? yeah, yet this is starting from where you think you end, because the fake starting is what comes after. The idea of you is an afterthought, but every time anything is expressed in language, it's the before thought. You believe you're the one who's talking, you're the one who's doing, you're the one who's getting, you're the da-da-da. This is just putting the, the horse in front of the cart. No, where you when you sense that presence, that's what you are. Yeah? The, the sense of presence the sense may be an event, but the present is not an event. It's the state of affairs or non-affairs, yeah? That's the assumption of non-duality, being ourselves reality. The assumption of non-duality is the seeker is the sort, not the seeker and then reality as the sort. No, the seeker, aka reality, is the sort, yeah? Was well, St. Francis, what's looking is what you're looking for. Yeah. So do I have to go over what I should be looking for and not looking for? He cuts that all out. He says, primary point in a way is what's looking is what you're looking for. Yeah. You see it? Seeker in the sword is beautiful because... If the sort is reality and you believe you're not reality, there's a lot of time and space there. Yeah. And when they, when they, 
they compress time and space that with the seeker is the sword, yeah? Not sword, sword, S-O-U-G-H-T. The seeker is the sword. There's a compression of the whole illusion, the whole dreaming, space and time, bamo, yeah? This is the message. And how that message is, is presented is through a direction of negation, yeah? You're not going to affirm something, you're going to negate something, yeah? And then in the negating of surfing, there'll be the actual affirmation of what you are comes about by seeing what you're not, yeah? Mm. Because if you don't, you're going to try to find what you are from what you're not. That's the made-up starting point. It needs to be negated so that you will start over again. And where are you going to start from? You never left. That's the beauty of it. That's why it brings a disarming effect for now 20-something years or something. It, it allows you finally find a last answer to a topic that may have been really important to you, which is spirituality. It may take away any need for any other answer, this answer. It may be the elixir you've been looking for. And it's been an unsuspected inner resource, readily available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement to meet it or get it. You can't lose it. Yeah? And what does it pivot on? It pivots not on a concentrated interest from self, but a loss of interest in self. Yeah? The negation of this ideation of this idea that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity that has the attributes of subjectivity or of spirit, but the attribute is held and has and done by a body, yeah? That gets corrected. And when it's corrected, it never needed, it never needed a correction. What gets erased, what gets disputed, what gets finalized, negated, is a seemingly so. It only could reach a level of appearing to be true. And it, its appearance of being true was resting on you all along. Not the you that you're not, but the you that we are. Yeah? The only thing, reality is the only thing that could fool reality. Seemingly. And here, look at us. This seeming joke can only last for 80 years, 90 years. It can't, it can't withstand. It's going to give up the ghost. No matter how many, you know, scars it left on itself and others and everything, after a while, it's going to run into the day of the, of the dismissal of the Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> The thing and all the lines and everything, they all bye bye. Yeah. It'll be like you never mm. have. <laughs> you. <laughs> Who's there to remember you? The only person that's going to experience your death is someone else. You're not. You're going to be dead. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. So I, was, I, I had a thought this morning, um, 
and and I was just thinking of, of a time in my life when I had the, the most uh, peace, let's say. And, uh, and that was when I was a little kid, when I didn't give a fuck about anything. I didn't care about anything, you know? Uh, well, Jack, remember, at that time, your parents' life, that was probably the most unpeaceful time. Yeah. <laughs> But nothing mattered. Nothing mattered. <laughs> I, I didn't care what you said to me. Who, what you, you know, nothing. Nothing mattered. <laughs> and and I and I and I just feel like if I, uh, being a little more like like the kid yeah. is probably better. <laughs> That's one of the ways it plays out. Yeah. It's like the idea you become childlike, not childish, and you uh, you may have been some one serious. MF, but you chill out. Yeah. I mean, the race is already won. And really, the, to me, the liberation is from the need to be liberated. Yes. True. Yeah. You just lose interest in all these aspiring goals. And maybe uh, <laughs> you'll take time to smell the roses. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for you, Jack. I'm happy I met you and uh, I like our participation together. And uh, look at the miracle of these Zooms, yeah? Really, there's a community has grown up that I'm not in really, which is probably very good. <laughs> there's a community in the Zoom, uh, you know, people are having other meetings, they're meeting, talking, everything is great. I've watched a lot of, uh, free plastic surgery occur on people's faces over the weeks of the talks. Yeah. Nice. No doctor could, no Botox could erase all that anxiety and stress. It just drops. You want to look like a child. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, bro. I'm happy to have you as, you know, as a friend, I hope. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. All right, Jack. It's a beautiful sunset here, so, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, Esther, I think, wants to ask him, Bruce. Mm -hmm. Hi, Esther, long time no see. You're muted. We're still no time no here. <laughs> Unmute yourself there. Can Bruce go first and then Miranda and I'll go last, please? All right. First shall be last, the last shall be first. Okay. Okay. Hi, Bruce. Hello, everyone. All right, Hi, Bruce. Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey. Oh, boy. Bruce, you remind me of a, um, a Muppet uh, <laughs> character with that. That first sentence. Wow. Who well, who is that? Was it Kermit? I don't know. The guy who's uh, the guy who lives in the, can, the garbage no, can. It was it was the two guys in the balcony. Those two, oh, yeah. two oh, guys okay. in the balcony. Yeah, strange. Uh, all right, Bruce. What's going on? Uh, I don't know, about a week ago. Uh, thoughts were coming on occasion just you know, one or maybe two. And then uh, 
a total, it was like a total loss of interest in anything spiritual, that's for sure, but just in anything, that end time, like you're talking about life and all that. Um, and then a certain calm seemed to have come over me. Um, like, you know, um, you know, bodily functions, totally normal, all that. But just, and, but uh, there was also some activity around the house, a lot of activity that kept my mind occupied. And uh, just uh, like no interest in, in anything anymore. And uh, I don't know if the pendulum, yeah, you make it to a certain point and then your know, life and then you're retired and then, you know, and, yeah, and then the domino falls, you know. <laughs> but I can have a good laugh. Um, but I'm just not interested uh, so, in, in, in entertaining any thoughts uh, regarding spirituality, advancing in spiritual. And right. So thanks a lot. It's amazing. It's just like the habit set in. Perhaps I don't know. Shit's gonna happen. I and there's no. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. I'm just not gonna go there with with the thoughts, the train of train of thoughts. It's totally yeah. apparent and obvious. And it's all due to years and uh, years and years of satsang, uh, you know, and yeah, the group, the power of the group. So again, thanks. That's my report. Well, we all we all say you're welcome. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean it works. Yeah, yeah. He's so surprised that you observe <laughs> your traveling lighter. It's really. Uh, yeah. It's like a it's like a it's like a non-dual perspective on the um the, the dual duality of reality. It's just a non-dual perspective on it, and the two go together fine, you know. It's just that presence, there's no thoughts to be had or to be made about anything, especially in uh you know, in the form of words anyway, but for for, for the fun of it. All right, there's two other people. Thank you so much. I love you all. Bye-bye. Thank you, Bruce. Yes. Thank you. Oh. All right, Miranda. Hello. Um, I love you guys. Um, I just really like you're talking about a triangle. I've been talking about this a lot um, with my sponsor who's here and um, who I found in this group and I am 75 days sober today. And um, my triangle is AA, Zen bitch slap, and of course the miracles. And for me, like fucking who knew, but it's all just like nothing and the same thing. And in AA, they just say, keep coming back for me. I just had to keep, I was going through like a lot of different teachers. I was having a lot of different things happen. There was like a lot of suicidality, um, a lot. Like uh, I just on the patio, when I started out outside, I had a very like fucked day. <laughs> like that was awesome. Like some hard, hard shit went down um, with my kid. And um, last night I went to an AA meeting that was basically a funeral. 
And um, a good friend of mine, it was his sponsor who died and he talked about finding his body. And uh, today we walked in a park and like met some goats that like sucked on my finger and like, um, I don't know, there's just, there, there is seeking comes up in moments like I, I, I was sitting on the patio and suicide came to my mind in, in the midst of all of this, just like beauty. It's just, I feel very overwhelmed at times. Uh, I've never, this has been weeks of being able to handle shit. Like I've never experienced that before and I'm not handling anything like, uh, it's when I found out some news today that I felt like I couldn't handle. I just like, I reached out to the people I, like I have these people in my life now that I can reach out to because of this triangle. And, um, I was able to give a lot today. Like there's just so much coming out and it's everything from uh, smiles to hugs. I didn't fucking touch people for, unless it was like, uh, addictive sexual behavior. I didn't let anybody in my atmosphere. Like there was so much addiction fueling this action figure. Like it was, there's so much sadness and sickness for such a long time. And there is just so much joy and uh, and all of this stuff that all it just all just feels held and uh, but in program they just say just keep coming back and I would say for the folks that are sitting here listening to this and it sounds like fucking just static and uh, and you can't hear like but something is drawing you back here trust that. Um, I just came to trust that I didn't ever trust anything or anyone ever. Like I was just taught from a very young age that there's nothing to trust. And now I'm trusting absolutely everything. And it is so much peace and relief and love. And, um, I'm just remembering that that's what I'm surrendering to. Um, there, what what the refrain was today when the crisis seeming crisis arose that's like a miracle is uh completely i just kept it was completely like i i walked in the door and i didn't know how i was going to fucking take off my shoes i didn't know how i was going to get in a bathtub i didn't know how i was going to be able to make the phone calls that i was going to make and i had a meeting to chair in an hour and a half and I just fucking gave it up. I just, no thoughts, just the doing happened. I turned on one of my fucking favorite rap records and uh, just let it all happen. Had an incredible meeting, had an incredible talk with my sponsor and told her, I'm so glad we have Paul's meeting tonight. Like, I am so glad I have that to look forward to. I'm so glad that I have this space for this weird shit to come out because I can't, the other parts of the triangle, like it's, but she's clicking all over. Like I've, I, I, I brought people to this meeting tonight. Like, um, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, 
Like, I don't know how to do anything like that. Like I, I was a messenger for the devil for a while. I was talking to people about how bad everything is and just like, there's nothing to be happy about. This world is so fucked and like, and there's no devil or anything died. I didn't think that even then it's just whatever. I'm just rambling, but I'm so in, in love with this whole life and death and nothingness and everything and gratitude. Um, Paul, thank you for letting me say all of this shit. I have no idea if I made any sense at all, but um, you know, I don't, I know what you say is true. It's everything. And like what you said, there's like all of these like inceptions, there's all of these spinoffs that are occurring now, just in the short amount of time that I've been here, like the last year. And uh, I am all the gratitude to all of you. Thank you. Thank you, Miranda. And uh, next up, Esther. Come on in, Esther. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. I just wanted to tell you that um, it started off with relating to Miranda outside of the meetings. Then it became another member with Alan and me having a tithy. And she didn't buy the, um, this woman didn't buy the uh, the presentation I was making about my complaints about my grievances against Alan. And it healed the situation. Alan and I sat down and had a content-filled conversation that same day. And um, I'm just grateful for the people that I'm connecting with through your um, satsangs. Um, it's very worthwhile to offer, to request someone to connect with you from your satsangs, I recommend it highly. Miranda started the wall, the ball rolling with me when she put in the chat to everyone. She wanted to communicate with someone. And um, she and I talked about the course in a most miraculous way before I went in the hospital. And uh, it partially led me to the hospital because when I talk content to such a measure, um, oftentimes I need to process the whole thing. So I told Miranda that I couldn't communicate because I was dismantling. Well, Miranda, I can talk to you again. And I'd be grateful if we communicated like we did about the course again. And um, Bruce, if you ever want to chat with me, um, we can do that. I'll leave you my number in your chat. Um, and thank you, Paul, for everything. Oh, thank you, Esther. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Anyone else, Mike? Anybody else want to raise their hand? <laughs> One last thing. You remember that time that I offered my number to someone who had said previously that they didn't want my number? Well, that person no longer talks to me. Well. Mike, anyone else? Yeah. yeah. Blair just raised his hand. Hey, Blair. Blair. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for having me this evening. Uh, this is my first time on this Zoom meeting. Um, something's been going on in my head, uh, just sitting here listening to Mr. Paul speak. Um, I remember when I was in college, I took a class. And this one particular class st stuck out 
to me. I've never forgot about it. And um, it kind of helps solidify my reasoning for being here today and, and wanting to learn more. The teacher asked us, we had a big window on the side of the classroom and we were talking about Zen and Buddhism and, and uh, the teachings of Buddha. And uh, he said, I want you all to look out this window and tell me what you see. So of course, all of us were like, we see birds, we see trees, we see grass, we see you know, plants and animals and clouds. And, and uh, he goes, he goes, uh, that's, you know, I don't remember his quite exact words, but he said, let me tell you what a Zen master would answer that question if he was asked. And we're, we're all listening. He goes, a Zen master would say he sees what's outside the window, not putting a label on anything and passing judgment with that labelization of a, a bird or a cloud. And it really brought some sense to me. And, I, and I've forgotten all the teachings that I've learned when I was a little kid. Um, alcohol has robbed a lot of my memories. Um, but just in the few minutes I've been in this chat, it's coming back like a flood and I'm eager to learn um, and figure out, uh, you know, I am and uh, and what, what, what it all really is about. And I just want to thank you. Um, I've learned, um, I've learned a lot in the last 40 minutes already, and I can't wait to explore more. And I just appreciate everything. Um, I'm very grateful to be here. So thank you very much for letting me share. And uh, I hope to talk more. Paul, yes. can I can I talk again? Yes, sure. <laughs> Blair, Blair, this is directed. This is directed towards your sharing. Um, I also have lost memory, and it was only recently that, from February fourteenth after two thirty in the afternoon till about February twenty sixth, I have no memory, and I was in a mental institution. Um, it happened once in October. Uh, September around my birthday before my birthday September 8th I was stopped by the police and they put me in friends hospital another mental institution and I was gone for an entire month so you're very fortunate that you had loss of your memory while you were still at home <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing and if you want my number it's in the chat yeah wow uh, anyone? Thank you, everybody. Uh, taking advantage of the space. Yeah. I've gotten very mellow as I'm getting older. I don't know. I used to. <laughs> I used to have a big stick, but uh, too much air control, back. Yeah, too many Epstein salt baths is right. Yes. Well, all right, Mike, anyone else? Yeah, John. John M. But Mike, don't you see the, the irony of all this? Remember all the years with the with the live meetings? And the irony of questions? All the training, <laughs> no one asked any questions. Uh -huh. <laughs>
and you can't and you can't even reach out to slap or throw rocks that's right i can't throw rocks I can't slap. i've been i've been neutered and muted <laughs> it's sort of funny the irony of it is not lost <laughs> oh. Uh, I love it, man. Me we too. had, uh, uh, yeah. All right, who who's next, Mike? John John Mandarano. Hi, oh, how's John. It going? Yeah, I'm 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 back. I've been listening. I just haven't been able to attend the meeting. Um, I want to say thank you to Paul and to everybody else. I mean, I've been listening now to like, I've been listening for weeks, and I have to tell you that the shares are really valuable too i appreciate everyone being so um open and it's really great to hear how everyone else is kind of processing this stuff um so uh yeah uh, but i have a question so yeah quite observation followed by question i guess um so i i really do think i understand i understand whatever i'm not going to do play the whole non-duality language game i i get that like I can't ever get it and I have to trust that things are going to work out. And, and, and to be honest, ever since I've heard about non-duality, things have definitely gotten better. I've gotten better and as an action figure, cartoon character or whatever. Like I'm definitely a more kind of like mellow person. But, you know, uh, one thing that I feel like I struggle with um, is having a temper. Um, I had it when I was a kid. Uh, I had it as a teenager in my 20s, and I got in a lot of fights, mostly with my family members of, of all people. Like, um, and then I went through a period where I thought like I had, it had all resolved. You know, I was like, cool, I, I'm a totally cool, calm, and collected person. Um, and then I had kids, and uh, you know, like, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, no, to my great surprise, it's like, listen, I, my, my jobs that I've had over the years, I've done customer service. I've had people yell at me, curse at me, swear at me. Strangers give me shit. I don't care, you know? And, and I, but I come home and all of a sudden it's like with my wife and my kids, like, I feel like an asshole sometimes. Like I, you know, like, um, I don't know, like, you know, like, and, and the thing is like, I watch myself and I see, how absurd my responses to things are like like it doesn't change anything it doesn't make things better but like you know i get angry i get angry and i act out and i you know i yell i curse i can be mean um and like just an example like the other night i was sitting at dinner with my kids my wife was out it was just me and the kids having dinner and um i just had a long day and I'm, and I'm eating and all I want to do is just have some quiet and enjoy my food. And my son, six, started laughing about something and, you know, it should be adorable. Like he just, but he couldn't, could not help himself. He just kept laughing, like gut laughing. And I just, I just wanted him to be quiet, but I also knew what a shit heel I was for wanting him to stop having this moment of joy. And he looks over at me and he gets this look on his face like he's scared. And I can feel myself kind of grimacing a little bit. And I'm telling myself, like, don't lose your shit. Like, he's laughing. He's, he's, he's happy. Like, just shut the fuck up and eat, you know. To, um, 
And he looks at me and he's like, oh, I was like, I, st- I, st- I do, I thank God. I just started laughing. I just started laughing at the situation. But he said, oh, I was worried you were going to turn into ogre dad. And I was like, it sucked to hear that. And, you know, like, I guess my question is, like, I'm not, a, if I'm not the doer or whatever, like, fine. But what do I do? Like, when I'm in those situations where I feel myself wanting to, like, yes, yes, yes. What do I do? Well, you know? let me jump in, Ron, second. So, yeah. okay. So, <clears throat> in this case, it's sort of like you're in a house and the house is on fire, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. heard this analogy before. Yeah. Yeah. And then you are, the head wants to use this idea to its advantage, which doesn't work. And it says, well, there is no house and there is no fire, but you're getting super hot and you're burning your skin, yeah? So what you need is a pail of water. You don't need a philosophy that there's no need for a pail of water. You need a pail of water. So skillful means take some deeper breaths. That's the first thing, yeah? Yeah. Because this is typical. When you're going to lose your shit and stuff, your breathing usually shortens out, yeah? Right. And the breathing has a lot to do with the brain. And so if you want to have, if you can just take five seconds, five breaths or 10 breaths without saying anything, yes, then you sometimes the shit will pass without leaving a mark. Yeah. Yeah. And in a view, let's say of Ramana Maharshi, which would be, okay, at that moment, you can't look, find the origin of your misery, but you can do another, you can entertain another idea, which is surrender, yes? So admit that you're powerless, that you can't seem to direct this energy in a more beneficial way and admit you're outmatched and there you go. And then something will do for you what you can't do for yourself. I've been, yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've been trying that and I have to admit like last, like last night, even though I still got that like grimace and everything on my face, like, I feel like I did. I was like, I was like, oh God, Great. please don't Great. let me lose my shit. And I started laughing instead. So there you go. So there's a demonstration. Something's working. And did it have a lot to do with you? No. So don't have, don't make it have a lot to do with you now that it's working. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is really more about sending something around the corner for a half an hour. That's when things start healing, really. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is this is a recognition of where you where you seem to be. Yeah, you don't have a a rigid, arthritic, fundamental, dogmatic idea of non-duality that you apply this thing to every situation. You move with flexibility. So when the kitchen is too hot, you don't start saying you just leave the kitchen. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so now you get to, because basically the action figure has its moments and then there's the context that that is the basis of every moment. So sometimes you render unto Caesars, but you're not a Roman citizen, yeah? You just find yourself in Rome. And so you render unto Caesars what's Caesars, yes? Yeah. And therefore you've lost interest in it and even going over it after it, because you see there is no one there that did anything, yeah? 
yes so yeah but but hang on so but i have to ask so i know there's no one there that did anything and but you know like at the same time it's like i don't i don't want to but i also knowing it doesn't work bro the knowing it doesn't work there has to be a sense of it so if there's just the knowing of it take the other methodology do something skillful means or the idea of the attitude of surrender yeah it's just like when people would ask, tell me, why don't you just stop drinking? And to me, that seemed like an insurmountable possibility. Yes. So that didn't work for me. And so why don't you just stop? You know, it just didn't work. What I said, I can stop. That was what worked. Yeah. yeah. So there's an admitting that you get angry and you're not being, you're not doing such a great job dealing with it. Yeah. And then surrender and see what happens. And you had a demonstration, something's working. Is it a complete uh, turnaround? Who knows? Maybe it's going to take a few baby steps. Who knows? Right. Or one day there'll be a quantum leap and you'll lose interest sufficiently where the anger will now be used for something else other than blowing up in front of your family. Yeah? Yeah. 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 But you got to, this is not... Uh, get out of jail free card, yeah? The action figure has deep mental and emotional grooves and they're still grooving. <laughs> yes. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my suggestion with it, yeah. It's not an either or, it's inclusive, yes? Mm -hmm. You have the, you can see if you're too, if you're too far up the SSL, Go in the pocket, bring out the divine proctologist card and call it <laughs> up. There you go. <laughs> Get pulled out and then you can read more non-duality. <laughs> and so it will go. <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you, I've honestly, I've had much less of a desire to read uh, anything. I mean, I listen to the talk sometimes. I mean... I got to tell you, one of the best things that's happened since I've started listening to you is that, and, co and coming to the talks, is that like, is the fact that I don't listen to spirituality talks all the time. Like when I'm at work, I drive around a lot. I can listen to music and <laughs> just enjoy it. Just fucking enjoy it. Just listen to a fucking yeah. song and not be thinking about other shit and thinking about like, oh, you know, like, am I getting, in, you know, am I going and getting advanced or growing or being a better person? I'm just fucking listening to the song and, and enjoying <laughs> yeah. it. Thank you. There you go. It's working. It's yes. working. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Go, my son. <laughs> Daily forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You cannot believe the panacea of loss of interest. It's an incredible bomb, B-A-L-M. It truly <laughs> is. It truly is, really. You just... Uh... <laughs> yeah, it just... Yeah, you're in the tiger's mouth. It's a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't reverse the course. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's out of the bag yes yeah the assurance 
we have a lot of assurance in stuff that's unreliable. It's wonderful when assurance meets something that's very reliable. And this message is reliable. Yeah. Yes. It works. Yeah. I've been, I was introduced to it a long time ago. And, uh, uh, yeah. Some of the things that I never thought would change would change with absolutely no intention coming from me. Yes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd much rather feel like uh, I'm on an operating table and all I need to do is not get up and don't play doctor and things go well. Yeah. yeah. So, and remember the head has a story about the anger. So you're gonna have to make a, like a temporary temple when this, when this new thing that may be working demonstrates itself because the head will forget a miracle in a half an hour. You have to sort of, you know, honor, honor this transfer. Yes. But that's a, it, that's a skillful means too, right? Like it's a skillful means the honoring, honoring, uh, what you seem to so much want to pray for when it actually comes to pass, there's a point the response to that is honor. Yeah. Yeah. To honor. Yes. And get in the habit of it because the head doesn't want to. The head wants to just bitch about shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. Really, you drop an alcoholic into heaven, it'll be hell in a day. Yeah. They'll find fault in anything. Yeah. So. You have to know the nature of what you're not. There's knowledge of self. And, there, and when you have knowledge of self, one of the first things that's extracted is the sense of per so personal and unique. You see it as a commonality, yeah? Uh -huh. And you see it as foreign. You do. You see it as foreign, like attachment or whatever, but it doesn't have, it's not of your nature, yeah? And in that view, is it's, it's one of the greatest panaceas without trying to attempt any healing. The healing occurs, yes? Yeah. All right, thank you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot, John. Uh, thanks, Mike. Any other hands up? Nope. Uh, hi, Ram. Yep, Ram. Ram's hand. Hi, Paul. Ram. Yes. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'm enjoying the meeting this evening. I was, wait I was waiting for Shiva, but Ram showed up. All right, that's good. Yeah, in essence, we're the same. All right. Uh, as long as, I, as, long as yeah. we're clear about that. Yes. One of us doesn't exist without the other, so, you know. Um, the, um, so... How to, a few things, you know, I'm just sort of wondering, do you like not have bad days? Because, and the reason I ask that and what I mean by that is like, it seems that the, um, you know, it's so obvious and so simple what you point out. And there are days or parts of days where I'm just like, I feel so identified, you know, and I get in worry and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, I know this is not me. And you said the knowledge, the knowing doesn't help. Uh, and and I know there's nothing I can do 
Of course, obviously, there's nothing that I can do to get out of identification. That's ridiculous. And yet, there's days where it's stuck in identification like super glue, and then boom, by itself, it's like, oh, duh, of course. Like, I was never any, I'm not, I could never possibly be a thing. But what would Ram, if you had a collection of that, they would only reach the category of appearing to be so, yes? Say that again, a collection? Collection of all these times when you feel like you're way in there. They're only, they can only reach a level of appearance. They're appearing to be that way to you. They're of not that way, yeah? Of course. All I'm saying is though, in that moment when it appears like that, the, the, feel, the felt sense of it is that I am not free and not awake and I'm just back in the I'm this I character. So I can say at the time, this is just an appearance, but energetically it's, it feels very, it feels real. Of course, but let's say if that's one second out of a minute, out of an hour, I mean, uh, the, the emptiness of the sky would override the the sec the second of a balloon in it, wouldn't it? Of course, and that, yeah. that well, there so, you go. Yes. Yeah, so as I talk with you in this moment, I can see boom these the, these identities arise. It's seen. It's, it doesn't matter to anybody, and it it can be there or not. Who cares? And so there are yeah. So Ram Ram, let's say. Uh, you could gauge this stuff out. So let's say October, there was 30 balloons, let's <laughs> say one, one a day. And then November, there was 27 balloons and then 22 balloons. So basically something that never happened but was appearing to happen is appearing less to happen, yes? It's not like a slow, steady progression where it appears to happen less and less. It seems to but I, would, I know you don't notice that, but I bet you if you looked at it as a graph, there would be that movement, yes? I am willing to say that it seems like it's a more natural to shift into just being the sky. So in that way, yes, it's just obvious. It's just not obvious all the time. So would you call that uh, dreaming yourself out of the dreaming, and as you do, the dream is getting happier. Would that would be a it's good description? The dreaming I'm with, the dream getting happier. You know, this is what you talk about traveling life, and yeah. and so yes, of course. And, so and, and the weight though of identification seems to um, seems to be even heavier when it's there. And maybe it's just that I'm more sensitive to it. Well, because of, of course it does, because it's not there as much. When it was always there, it was so heavy, you didn't know it. You were having experiences of heavy on a basis of heaviness, yeah? Now it feels really heavy when it's there because it's not here most of the time. Yes? Yes. If it was here all of the time, you would think this was the normal, you would be so heavied out on a normal level, you would have extreme heavinesses as experiences, but your whole basis would be heavy. So it would take you a huge thing to make you feel the intensity of the heaviness because you were like 
you were like a, a bug in amber. You were already in there. Now that mostly the spaciousness is spacious, that so when it doesn't seem to be, it seems to be more critical, right? More, yes. But don't you see that the, that's a dualistic aperture of the dreaming? Yes. Yeah. In, in this moment, I see that as the dualistic aperture of the dreaming. And from this perspective, there is absolutely no problem. Yeah, exactly. Because here, the heaviness that's not even noticed is the real fucking heaviness. Yeah. Now there's a lightness. You're traveling lighter. So when it seems like you're not, it seems really extreme only because it's a lot more unique, which is it's less plentiful in this life, which I would say is dream. you're not doing it, but there's a dreaming oneself out of the dreaming. Yeah. I love that phrase, dreaming oneself out of the dreaming. Right out of the Course in Miracles. I read it once. I hope I keep remembering. I think it's that way. It's like, I'm going to use that one. What? I'm going to use that one because obviously, if the dream is not real, the awakening out of the dream has to be not real too. So beautiful. It's exactly. So you're dreaming yourself out of the dream. So basically, here, the fact is awakeness. How it can appear is you can seem to be awake to that awakeness, or you can seem to be asleep to that awakeness. Now, some people seem to be asleep to that awakeness for a long time. It's only, almost like it's continuous, so they don't see any difference. Other people are usually seemingly awake to the awakeness and, very, and now less and less uh, seemingly asleep to that awakeness. So obviously, those moments of seemingly being asleep to awakeness projected on a large field of seemingly being awake to the awakeness are going to be more pronounced, yes? So really, these things that may be setting off a siren are signs of incredible, quote-unquote, progressing in this time and space of dreaming oneself out of the dream. So congratulations. Okay, now, next time I have a bad day, I'll just think, great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, because you're not having them that much. I'm not having them as much. And honestly, what I think part of it is also that when when um, in the so-called normal samsaric state of everything sucks every day because we're identified and it's heavy all the time, there's we build up a lot of um, denial and defense mechanisms. And, and as that falls away, the denial and the defense mechanisms fall away. See, what it feels like to me is I really see the shit for what it is. And it's like, it feels even, maybe this is kind of what you're saying. It feels even worse. Of course it does because you've been, you put bumpers on it. You did it. Your head did. That's its yeah. job. You're, you're in a, that's why check out the rooms in an asylum. They have rubber as walls. I understand. I understand that completely. Yeah. Not that I haven't the head, is, head is doing yeoman's work. <laughs> softening <laughs> I'm telling you the funny thing is when someone finally realized they're on a bottom in the world of recovery is when they move away from it they've been living on a bottom for years it was called normal yeah. <laughs> the heaviness that extreme pitiful incomprehensible demoralization had become normalized <laughs> that's that's 
Yeah. So you had no gauge. Now, thank God, something has been set on a sort of correct course. And so now when it seems to be off, it feels like it's really off. Yeah. But when it was completely off, it didn't feel fucking, you had no sense of it. Your Geiger counter never even worked. So at least your, uh, <laughs> your uh, utensils are now, be, now are picking up what's going on. Yes? Because you're on a much different basis. Yes, you're at a basis of seeing blue as blue and red as red. Yeah. And you'll lose interest in that one balloon also. You will. You really will. Yeah. Bad, good will both be forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> you just, uh, it will truly be as if everything falls off as it, as after it passes your eyes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yes. I love that. See what it feels like from this perspective is I used to have a lot of understanding here. I'd read a lot of Ramana, a lot of Nisargadatta, all this stuff. And I could put myself back into awareness by recalling a phrase or something. What it feels like now is it dropped into my gut and my mind could be going like, I don't really understand it because we, I, I don't care who anybody is. They can't understand this, not from their head. And no. so, well, and so no. it's kind of like, you understand everything else from it. You don't understand it. Yes. Yes. It yes. Yes. And after a while, uh, There's a lot of subtle movements of seeking and grasping. Yeah. Uh, you may think the car is off, but it's just idling. Yeah. And then one time there's a sense of, of there's peace with movement. It doesn't have to stop. The idling is of the nature of the action figure. Yeah. I, do, I, I just do not believe that the action figure plays a role in the, in the openness of what we are. You know, so I've got to, I can't have thoughts or this or no. I think, I think peace can cohabitate with chaos quite well. Yes, truly. So, oh. you know, it's the same, same bad or good day. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like... The fundamental condition is the fundamental condition. You can paint, you know, tails on it or whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, it's fun for comedy routines and shit. Yeah. And, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm happy you're here, bro. And uh, the dog has just entered. So it's always a good sign. Yes, here she is. Oh, she's come to, come to Satsang. The action figure doggy. There she is. Hey, Lola. Look at that. Hey, Lola. Lola. Um, yes. Lola. Trying to get up on the lap of the master. <laughs> <laughs> She's a crazy character. Yes. All right. I never let her do this anyway, usually. Get down. Get down. All right. Okay. Thank we got you. Emerson. Thank you. Emerson. Come on. Hey, in. everyone. Hi, Paul. Grateful to be here. Love this. Um, a few minutes ago, you said something that like stopped me in my tracks. It almost felt like I was in a car and the brakes got hit. It like woke me up. 
but you said something about honoring the miracles or honoring these things that happen. And I mean, that really hit me hard. So I wanted to know if you could talk a little bit more about that because I've had yeah. many, many miracles, one in particular that when I got struck sober, but I have the sense that there's been many, many more make daily probably that I've just missed because I'm always paying attention to what's on loop. And um, so I, yeah, when you said honoring that, that really hit me. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about that, please. Well, it's just sort of, uh, you ever been at a place that's busy and there's some people playing music? Yeah. yeah. Mostly all the tables are having conversations and stuff. And so when the song ends, it's nice to clap. Yes. Mm -hmm. You acknowledge. Yes. You acknowledge the uh, the presentation. Or if you're looking at someone built something and uh, you can see uh, an expression, you know, some kind of reaching to, to express something, there's an honoring of that. And these, this promotes a way of seeing here because a lot of times there can be clear awareness, but it's looking through the same old glasses, so to speak. So in this case, you're improving the glasses, yeah? You're bringing a tint of honor and gratitude in them. Oh, okay, I like that. Instead of, uh, I, you know, this happened when I was young in recovery. I realized uh, I could start seeing uh, the flavors of the conditioning. And one of them was, was I was very ungrateful so when if anything happened, I, I just immediately thought I should have had more or gotten more or it lasted longer or something. There was no st stopping and appreciating it. So I had a little trick. I would just go every time the life of recovery was presenting, bringing new gifts to me, I would say, thank you, God, that's more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I did that for like five years or something. Then one day it stopped and I never did it again. Yeah. So what it was a substitute for got established and then it was not needed. So this is like the learning of the action figure. And I believe the action figure, it has ceilings of what it can express, but there are some levels of expression that I feel to be very beautiful. Have you ever seen a human face in the expression of devotion? It's quite beautiful. Yes, it is. Yes. Quite beautiful. Or uh gratitude or empathy or when something in life is expressing like a hummingbird or a flower opening up you stop and honor it i think it's just i feel it it brings a sense of wellness to the action figure yeah it just gives it uh it just makes it feel like an aha in a way and and it's all it doesn't take much. It doesn't, it just takes getting into another groove, another habit. And I'm, this is not a requirement in non, in Zen Bitslap. I'm just sharing what's happened through the action figure over the years. And I knew that in the beginning, I had to honor the miracles because my head would forget them very right. quickly and get on to the next resentment or something. So <laughs> noticing that I would, you know, 
I, I want, I said, hey, things could be different. I opened up and whatever was offered or asked of me to do, which wasn't much, would be, yeah, just stop. Hey, listen, you've been bitching about this thing for months. Now something happened. Something did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. And it doesn't look at all as what you thought you look at. Stand there in awe for a second. Yes? Mm -hmm. And honor. Yeah? Not move to the next thing. I mean, this is what the head wants. It wants you to be constantly moving. Yeah? Moving and moving and moving because... You know, seeing a moving object is much more difficult when you are moving, yes? And seeking, and this is driving you. So just stop and smell the roses, okay. yeah? It has a great effect on you as what you're not, the action figure. And the action figure, there's an agenda here. The agenda is, you know, it's shooting for homeostasis on one level, I'd like on another level, it's like enough and gratitude and honor greeting the day instead of, you know, other ways. See, the beautiful way about what you're not, it can change, yeah? What you are doesn't, but what you're not can change, yeah? You can, you can have a sense of something for years being one way, and lo and behold, through grace and shit, it can be changed. Okay. To me, that's a miracle. Yeah? Why not honor it? So, yeah. I love it. I believe I in it. demonstration, when, especially if you've been living in these, like, trenches of these mental, emotional grooves, and then new water starts flowing in your life, that water is going to produce a groove. Go with it. Yeah? And honor when it takes, when your attention and interest is moved out of those old fucking troughs into this new movement. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's another beautiful look of a person is joy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. And an appreciation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just think it comes with the package. Yeah, so, so that's what I mean tonight about it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because that hit me hard when you said it. <laughs> yeah, working with people in, you know, excessive obsession around self tends to uh, cause people to, or this expression of a person to contract, yes, to get myopic. Yeah. And there's so much lost as an expression and as an experiencer here when that myopic and contraction gets like established, yeah? And that's the new norm. It can turn it very arthritic and very, very rigid. And then you only, the only thing that can happen, you're, you're gonna be broken, yes? Yeah, so, yeah. Don't you feel that which is existing is the most flexible force of all? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And do you believe a rigid mind is going to be able to acknowledge that flexibility? No. 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 Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. We got Andy S. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. I I love that what you were just describing, and it, it made me think of um, how art and poetry can just sail over the head of the action figure and and just nail me right in what I actually am, you know. And, and yeah, and it just it just oh, I love it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I just want want to throw that out there. There's just so much during a day if you have the eyes to see, yeah? And those eyes are given, they are. It's, it's all pivots on the loss of interest in self, yeah? Self is fucking ravenous, it's like a black hole. It just sucks more interest and attention up, yeah? More, it doesn't, it doesn't ever, uh, stabilize it wants more and more and more mm -hmm. and uh, once that interest and attention is freed from that preoccupation by seeing it's not you that's how it worked with me by seeing this you that's being so preoccupied with isn't me yeah then the interest and attention was finally freed to move wherever was going to move and you'll know where it moves as because it's going to express through you. Yeah. And you're a sentient something you can observe and express. You can see the expression that something is expressing through you and there's an observing of it. And to me, that observe, that observing and express of the expressions of a power greater than this idea of self brings about an honor and an awe. It does. That's why these satsangs, this is like verbal jazz. I'm just trying to, the note, we play around the note, the same note for 20 something years. It's like John Coltrane, I would love to be like John Coltrane, made one album, A Love Supreme, that was a 58 hour album, you know, just the Love Supreme, just riffing off that one idea. That's all that, that uh, drive to express the inexpressible, yeah? Yeah. The ineffable. Yes, all that, it's awesome. So, yeah. all right, thank you. Thank you. All right, Mike, you think uh, anyone else or will call it a lovely night? Call it whatever you want. I'm going to call it a lovely night. Yeah, none up, no hands up. But just to let you know, there was a little bit of a chat earlier about the phrase pail of water, and Nick uh, offered a pile of water. A pile of water. <laughs> <laughs> little Nick said that. <laughs> it worked. Oh, uh, if it's a pile of water, it's going to let you burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it has a double-sided coin to it, for yeah, sure. A pile of water isn't going to put out any fire. <laughs> <laughs> but we know what you meant. I like things being burned down, really. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's end the night, eh? Okay. 
Michael, as always, thank you for everything, mm -hmm. holding the board. And uh, yeah. My pleasure. Yep. And Bill Churchman and Andy S. Bill Churchman, Kathleen, uh, Katan. Nice to see you, Katan. Thank you for showing up tonight, eh? It's pronounced Katan. <laughs> That's okay. We got, uh, I don't know, uh, Ram. Ram. Nice. Thank you, Ram. Always a pleasure to see you. Blair. Nice to meet you, Blair. Yeah. Nice to meet you also. Thank you for having me tonight. No problem. John Luna. Yeah, my homeboy. All is well? Holy man. You're the man. All right. Lovely That's night. Lovely night. That's good. Play? Is it Barrett? Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Bar Barrett. Barrett, yeah. Barrett. Yeah, nice thank, to, thank you. Nice well, we're, to we're always in the background. Eh? We're, we're always in the background. We're, we're, we, we listen to you more than you might realize, and uh, we're very <laughs> grateful. We're very grateful. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, yeah. We got Craig. Craig May. Nice to see you, Craig. We got Emerson down in Long Beach. Did we get the dog in Long Beach? <laughs> Chris B. How are you? <laughs> yeah. We got Richard H. Richard H. We'll see you next weekend, I hope. Up in uh, Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're gonna sounds be good. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, yes. Jack, thank you for uh, the little exploratory talk. Gary Clark, you shaved your hair a little bit, your beard a little, eh? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm growing my hair. I'm growing my beard right oh, now. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> as much as Jeb. you know. Yeah. Jeb, John, John, Jeb. David uh, from Melbourne slipped in. I didn't see him enter. We got Bruce. There he is. No thought, Bruce. That's good. Shannon, C. Nice to see you. William S. All right, William. Mia in down and down under. She's in Oz. Yes. Zoe, as always, representing Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> There's seeing and then there's arc and soaring. <laughs> we got Greg down, up and down, wherever it is. It's east of Minneapolis. Yeah, somewhere. Hari, is, is this the little uh, HO square house? Yeah. Oh, there she Oh, she's in one of her dark retreats. She just came out of it. All right. <laughs> Can you tell Hari to call me? Uh, Amelia says, call her, Hari. Yeah. And Laurie, nice to see you, Laurie. Like that, yeah. Brandon, as always, nice to see you. Uh, let's see if we got uh, some other people. Oh, yeah, John Mandarano. John Mandarano. Italiano. All right. Italiano. You better get it soon, John. Yes. You don't know what we do with people like you. 
yeah. I'll try. I'll try to get it. Yeah, I'm trying. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's warning. actually a pretty good pronunciation too. You this is your first it. warning. Your first warning. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to meet with Ted in the alley. I'm telling you. There's, there's not going to look so well when you leave. <laughs> Susanna W. An old, a, a very young person, but an old friend. Yes. Miss Amelia, there she is. Nick B. We got Susan K, my latte lady. I finally talked with Susan. That was very nice. Uh, I think I got, no, Marty. Marty is uh, supporting this excellent Wi-Fi. And so basically, if you can hear us better and the picture looks, uh, give some credit to Marty. He had a lot to do with it. Yeah. There is Nick. Can you? Nick B? No, our Nick. Our Nick. Hi, Paul. Hi, Amelia. Hey. Hi, Nick. Good to see you guys. Hey, Mike. I didn't know that was your last name. B? <laughs> B, B, Bo. B, Bo. Yeah, that's pretty good pronunciation, Nick actually. B, Bo. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mike called me Little Nick earlier. I like that. I'm going to stick with Little Nick. Little Nick, all right. You could be called <laughs> something else. Just change one, add one letter. We <laughs> already know. All right. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Love you guys. I'll see Thank you. Thank you. Such a pleasure. I'll see you tomorrow, Thursday, 1030 Pacific time. We have the Sicily trip coming up. It's up here. Uh, we'll be there in October. It'll be the second uh, retreat of Zen Bitch Slap. It's going to be in Sicily and at a very big hotel, but they're going to give us our own space. It's going to be pretty nice. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys can come and see us there. Okay. Hey, everyone, thank you. Talk to you soon. Thank bye you. Bye. Bye, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Thanks, thank Paul. You. Thank you all. Jack, I'm stopping recording. Uh,